Hello and welcome to the Fit to Transform podcast, where you learn how to train and diet effectively and, most importantly, how to maintain those results for life, once and for all. I'm Nikias Tomasiello, a transgender training and nutrition coach working online with anyone who's ready for a true lifestyle transformation anywhere they may be in the world. As a friendly reminder, any and all information provided is for educational purposes only. You should consult with your doctor before implementing any changes to your diet and exercise program. With that disclaimer out of the way, thank you for being here. Now grab yourself a cup of tea or pre-workouts and enjoy. Dear listeners, welcome back to the second part of this episode, all about planning for the festive period. In the previous episode, I covered dietary strategies if you are in a fat loss phase, as well as some perspective on this festive period and how to approach it with a resilient mindset to still make choices that are congruent with your fitness goals. Now, in this episode, I am going to cover training strategies for fat loss and training and nutrition strategies if you are in a muscle gaining phase. And then to finish off, I am going to cover the difference between reverse dieting to maintenance calories from a calorie deficit and jumping straight to maintenance and why you might choose one strategy over the other. Without further ado, let's get straight into the second part of the episode. So if you're not in a fat loss phase, but you're in a muscle gaining phase, you may be either at calorie maintenance or in a small surplus. However, as I've discussed many times in many other episodes, the real and most, not the real, but the most important component of your fitness plan, if you want to gain as much muscle as possible, is training. Because nutrition is going to enable you to gain muscle, but it's training that actually makes it happen. That's why I want to discuss training in a lot more detail in this particular section of the podcast. So if you are in a surplus, this enables you to build muscle at a slightly faster rate than if you were at calorie maintenance and at an even faster rate than if you were in a deficit. However, this surplus is only going to be effective for muscle gain if you are stimulating your muscles to grow with adequate training. If you're not going to, then you don't really need a surplus because if you maintain the surplus and you're not training adequately, then you are likely going to accumulate more body fat than muscle. If it's all business as usual for you, meaning your gym is going to stay open and you plan on carrying on with your usual training program like you always do, there's no need to stop the surplus. Keep it going. On the other hand, if you make the decision to reduce the frequency, the volume and or the intensity of your training over the festive, at any point over the festive period, then you may be better off changing goal from building as much muscle as possible to training to feel good, to move, and to stay active throughout this festive period. And in order to accomplish this latter goal, you can certainly train less frequently and with less volume and or less intensity because the 
amount of training, the um, amount of workload in terms of training needed to build more muscle and especially as much muscle as possible if you're that ambitious is certainly more than what's required to maintain the muscle mass that you already have. And you can also accomplish this goal by being simply at calorie maintenance without a surplus. So when you're thinking about training, whether you're in a muscle gaining phase or in a fat loss phase, you want to consider the following. How often do you want to train over the festive period? Realistically, a few days completely off of training aren't going to make or break your gains. And in fact, I've touched upon them in several episodes. I've not really done a full episode on deloads yet, but I utilize deloads with my clients. And a deload is simply a period of time where you're training less. And you can certainly schedule it over the festive period. If you want to deload over Christmas or over Thanksgiving or both, you could do it. Now, I am not going to advise not to move at all because movement is has so many mental and physiological, physical health benefits beyond building muscle and losing fat that really you would be doing yourself a disfavor by not moving at all. But I am saying that if you are currently training three, four, five, six days per week and you want to take this holiday period to spend more time with family members or friends or other loved ones that you don't spend that much time with the rest of the year. Or if you want to replace some of your typical training with other forms of movements, then why not? Maybe instead of following your typical um, lifting and cardio program, you want to go hiking in the mountains for Christmas. Or maybe there are some special fitness classes that your gym is offering and they're pretty quiet at the end of the year because not many people are going. So you want to make the most of this time and actually attend these classes. That's also not an issue at all. My, what I would encourage you to do is one, focus on what it is that you actually want to do. What's going to make you happy? Six weeks are really not going to make a massive difference to your progress if you choose to train less. But also, if you do want to train as usual and you do want to maximize the results that you can get from these six weeks, you can absolutely do so. Number two, I would also encourage you to focus on what you can realistically fit into your schedule, depending on how busy you're going to be over the holidays. Because if you're making a plan to build as much muscle as possible and you want to train six days per week and you want to be in a surplus throughout, but then at the same time, you're going to visit family several weeks over the next six weeks and you're going on this hike that I mentioned earlier, and you're going to several social events that involve food and drinks, then are you really going to be able to train six days per week and to maintain the other lifestyle habits you need to maximize muscle growth, namely sleep, stress management, and overall recovery strategies? I doubt that. So be realistic and Choose what you really want to do, but also compromise thinking about what you can actually do. Then you also want to consider your facilities and equipment availability. Is your gym going to be open? Or if you're traveling, are you going to have any gyms available on the days that you'll be traveling? 
And if they're closed, do you have any other gym that you have access to? Or do you have any home training options? And even if you had zero equipment and you don't want to buy any just for six weeks, the upper body is relatively easy to train with very minimal equipment. If you're already pretty strong in terms of calisthenics, then push-ups and pull-ups are awesome. If you're not so strong that you can do push-ups and pull-ups, a set of resistance bands is relatively cheap and it can help you make pull-ups easier like I explained in the previous episode, the Q&A episode that I just released last week. And you can do other push-up variations, like push-ups with your hands elevated, which are going to be easier to perform if you can't yet do a push-up from the floor. So once you've looked at all of these options in terms of gym or general equipment availability, how often you want to train and in which weeks you might be able to maintain the usual training program versus weeks during which this may not be possible, then add all of this to your calendar. And if you haven't already, you also want to add all of the festive days where you're going to have these social events I covered earlier onto your calendar as well. So it's all right there for you to see. And you can make sure that the two moving parts, the two components of fitness, training and nutrition, go hand in hand so that you can avoid awkward mistakes such as planning a surplus day or week to be in a gaining phase over Christmas only to realize belatedly that your gym is actually closed for the whole week. So what would be the point if you are stuck at home with minimal equipment and realistically you can only do some workouts to maintain your muscle mass? All right, so I've covered nutrition and I've covered training for both fat loss and muscle gain. What I want to end the podcast on is the topic of reverse dieting if you are in a fat loss phase versus going straight to maintenance calories. So I'm going to set the scene first. You've decided to return to calorie maintenance from your current deficit for at least some time over the holidays. Now you can choose whether you want to accomplish this by reverse dieting or whether you're going to jump straight to maintenance calories. Reverse dieting is simply the process of increasing your calories from your current deficits up to your estimated maintenance over a number of days or weeks. Typically, it's a couple of weeks at least. So if you if you currently are losing body fat on 1,500 calories and you've estimated your maintenance to be 2,000 calories, then instead of going from 1500 calories on Sunday to 2000 on Monday, the next day, you decide to take three weeks to build your calories up from 1500 to 2000. My understanding of the scientific literature is that there are no physiological benefits to reverse dieting versus going straight to maintenance. However, for some clients, I found that there can be psychological benefits. Conversely, however, for other clients, going straight to maintenance has psychological benefits that reverse dieting wouldn't have. So in order to figure out which type of person you are, you want to consider 
how fatigued you are from the calorie deficit. So how difficult is it to stick to your diet right now? How hungry are you and focused on food are you on a daily basis? How much do you resent this diet at this point in time, essentially? I say resenting as a joke. You can hear that I'm laughing, right? Because ideally, if you have a sustainable approach, you're never going to resent your diet. But once you've been dieting for a period of time, it becomes harder and harder. So how hard is it for you right now? If you're really fatigued, if you're really struggling, you find yourself going over your calories more often than you would like, you're starting to lose consistency more and more frequently, go straight to maintenance. You really need this mental break from the deficit. And remember, reverse dieting implies that you are going to be in a smaller and smaller deficit as you build your calories up to maintenance because any amount of calories below your maintenance range is going to be a deficit. It's going to be a smaller deficit, so you're going to lose fat more slowly, but it's still going to be a deficit. So you will, it may have a slight impact on your mental and uh, physical state. On the other hand, consider this. Is this your first time ever taking a diet break? If that's the case, maybe you're a little bit afraid of what's going to happen because you've never done it, so you don't know how much your weight is going to change. You don't know if it's going to change at all. You don't know if you're going to be able to control yourself as you increase your calories to maintenance. Some people are worried that they're going to all of a sudden eat a lot more than they would want to because they've been uh, exercising more cognitive restraint on a smaller calorie budget. Again, if you have a sustainable approach to dieting, in my experience, my clients are never in this position. And so I think that this would happen if you had been excessively strict with your fat loss diets. In any case, if you are in this situation, then reverse dieting can be helpful is that in that it's going to be a slower increase in calories than jumping straight back to maintenance, and it, therefore it might put your fears at rest. Now, if you really don't know what to expect from a diet break, from going back to maintenance, then expect that you are going to gain some weight. Some people don't, but, some, but a lot of people in my experience do. And that's typically because when you're increasing your calories to estimated maintenance, you're going to have more food in your gut because you have a larger calorie budget to eat more. You're going to eat more carbs and you absorb a gram of carbohydrate with about three to four grams of water. So you're increasing your weight because you're gaining some water weight. And as a result, the majority of the people I've worked with and myself personally will see a little bit of weight gain when going from a calorie deficit to estimated maintenance. That's not a problem because your maintenance isn't one fixed number. It's not, and it's not the lowest weight you have achieved in the calorie deficit when you were on really low calories or not really low, but when you were in the depth of your deficits and you had been dieting for a long time and so your gut content was as low as it would be on those calories, your carbs were as low as they would get on those calories. And so you didn't have any water retention from the carbs, no, any water weight 
well, not any, but you had less water weight because your carbs were lower. Finally, I managed to make my points as I wanted. So maintenance is not going to be the lowest weight you have achieved throughout the fat loss phase. And it's also going to be a range. So expect that there may be an increase. And as long as you're maintaining within a small range, you are successfully maintaining. You are not going to be stuck on 50.6 kilograms the entire time you are at calorie maintenance. And that is a wrap for today's podcast. Once again, I never cease to amaze myself with how long I manage to talk for even when I'm recording these solo episodes. I completely understand that I can talk a lot when I'm interviewing a guest because I'm very friendly and I interview people that I'm interested in hearing their views. And I interview people that I genuinely like, otherwise I wouldn't invite them on the show. But when I'm on my own and I look at how long I've been recording for and it's been like an hour or more or slightly less, I'm like, damn, I can talk. Anyway, I hope that this was helpful for you, whatever your goal may be, to figure out what it is that you want to do over the next six weeks. I hope that I gave you some helpful perspective to avoid over-catastrophizing the holidays, but also to avoid underestimating the impact that not planning for them may have. I hope that I've given you some helpful guidelines on how to plan for whichever calorie budget you may choose to have and whichever amount of training you may choose to engage in. Having said that, thank you so much for listening. If you want to connect with me, all of the links are in the show notes. And if you want to sign up, as I started the program saying, the program, as I started the episode saying, you can still sign up for coaching and start your fitness adventure with me, even now, even now that we're so close to Christmas. So, or, well, Thanksgiving, really. Thanksgiving is coming up the week after the release of this podcast. So you can still start, you can still make progress, and we can still end 2023 strong, and start 2024 stronger. As always, I am honored to be releasing these episodes and to know that you are spending some time listening to them instead of literally anything else that you could listen to. And until next time. Lastly, if you want to support the podcast, and help me reach more people, please leave a five-star rating or review on any podcast platform that you're using. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll speak to you soon.